Hello and welcome to Frank Fryer Fridays. This is Father Patrick Pikauskas broadcasting from St. Dominic Prior in St. Louis, Missouri. We are just wrapping up a SEEK conference, SEEK 23, the I guess now annual conference of the Fellowship of Catholic University Students that was held here in St. Louis, which was really exciting for us since we were only seven minutes away from the big arena where all the events were being held, and I got to go to them all. It's really an extraordinary experience to be around. I think they said 17,000, 17,000, let me repeat that for the point of emphasis, Catholics who are on fire for their faith. And it's inspiring to see so many young people that will cut their Christmas break short to participate in something like this. And it is uh, hopeful, I guess, it, I'm going to touch on this in my reflection, that they're going to take this back to their homes and to their schools and that it's not just confined to these events, that we see how we can live out our faith and continue to be the leaven in our communities and in our homes. Before I get to that reflection, I'm going to uh, start us with a prayer that I, again, I got from my source. And it's a New Year's prayer, but we're still, still certainly very much into the new year. Faithful God, whose love is changeless and whose mercies are new every morning, I thank you for the gifts of 2022. I thank you for your presence in success and failure and for your inspiration in tough and joyful times. Help me to say yes to the future, to the possibilities of 2023, to choose life and love and bring your yes to persons in need and to a world in need of healing. Amen. And I think that's certainly a good start for this reflection because it touches on those themes here as well as we today in a good part of the world is the big feast of the season. It's January 6th. It's the epiphany. It's what we will celebrate in the United States on Sunday. But even in the Western Hemisphere, that's not universal. There's many places where it's today that gets all the attention. And I experienced that in a very particular way when I was in Puerto Rico a few years ago. I got to go back to Puerto Rico last year with students from Washington University. And I think they're doing that again this spring. And I think maybe even Purdue students are going this spring as well. It's great to see that mission trips are starting up again, if not to Haiti, sadly, or Cuba, sadly, as well. But it's important for these uh, students, especially, to have this opportunity to see how others live out their faith. And thanks to all those people that are at our various communities, the, what we don't call them resident parishioners here in St. Louis, but you know what I mean, the olders of the parishes and Newman centers and Catholic centers that support our young people on these mission trips. 
when I was in Puerto Rico, we had the opportunity to, to meet many people. And that's really the best part of a mission church. It's always good to get to know and experience what the lives of others is like, to walk with them in their journey of faith. And hopefully it is a journey that not only helps them, but changes us. And again, that when I was in Puerto Rico over Christmas break a few years ago, and this was with the the students from St. Thomas Aquinas at Purdue, uh, you experience in the, the epiphany something that's more akin to what we would celebrate on, on December the 25th. The, the, the crash, the manger scene, is the predominant decoration at Christmas time. It's not Christmas trees. They don't have Christmas trees in Puerto Rico. They certainly don't in Haiti. And it's certainly not Santa Claus either. It's the depiction of Christ in the major and the visitation of the three magi. And that's something that we celebrate this weekend in some places today. Friday, January 6th. You know, there's lots, dozens, maybe hundreds, I don't know. There's articles written that talk about the astrological events that occurred or maybe they didn't occur or around the time of Christ, the conjunctions of planets or supernova that they'll, they'll say was that star, that special star that led the Magi. There's articles that would confirm or dispute that there ever were Magi that traveled from the East. And there's all sorts of articles trying to pinpoint Herod's reign and whether there was actually a census that was taken around the time of Jesus's birth, whether Mary and Joseph stayed in a house or a cave and what all that means. Well, all these debates, they're very interesting, but they ultimately miss the point because there are other forces at work here. Whether three wise men actually traveled from the east to pay homage to the Christ child, whether they encountered Herod, whether they then fled after being warned in a dream of Herod's true intentions, is not as important as what message we take from the meaning of the Feast of the Epiphany. The Gospel reading for this weekend is taken from Matthew, and we see two different responses to the Incarnation, to, to God becoming man. And one response shows that there are individuals that are inspired to such an extent that they leave the safety and comfort of their homes and they begin a journey that defies all common sense, a journey that's going to take them halfway across the known world to worship this new king, the Christ child. The meaning of the birth of Christ for them is that something extraordinary has happened in their lifetime. For them, the birth of Christ is an answer to long unanswered questions. They journey selflessly together for those answers. And then there's another response. Herod the Great's the other king of the Jewish people. What's his response to the news that prophecies have been fulfilled, that God has come in human form to the earth? <laughs> he wants to destroy the rival. Herod's interest, his ambition, his position, his wealth, and keeping it, that's what's utmost in his thinking. It's the material things of the world, in other words, that are important to him. He is selfish. He's the very definition of selfish. So when we hear these accounts in the Bible, it's very important for us to recognize that it's not merely a powerful, dramatic story. It's something to help us in figuring out what is our own relationship.
relationship to God. How do we compare? This story of the three magi calls us to examine for ourselves how we are to be measured, what we are to do, where are we lacking. Now, we may well ask ourselves, who is closer to our own thinking and acting? Is it the three magi or is it Herod? And we'll say to ourselves, well, surely I'm not like Herod. But, but what's most important to us? Is it the material gains of this world? Or is it putting Christ at the center of our lives? Are we willing to go against common sense and travel whatever path we need to take to get to Christ at whatever distance, however long it may take? Or are other things more important? Do we focus all our energies on keeping what we have and getting more? Where's our priority? Is it our work, our study, accomplishing things that will bring us material gain? Or is it Christ? Is it all about me or is it about others? Am I on a journey for myself or am I with others? It's as simple as that. I think about the C conference I've been attending this week. And at least in this moment, the responses, if I were to ask the attendees there today as we close, are probably affirmative. Yes, Christ is at the center of my life. I'm putting Christ first. But what happens next week when we're not around 16,000 or 17,000 enthusiastic Catholics? Will we still say that? Or will we be pulled in other directions away from that journey to Christ. You know, I think one of the great gifts of mission trips is that they help to form us, if we're open, of course, to help us to understand that we are not an individual selfish missions like King Herod. We're on journeys together. We are in this journey of life, sometimes to places like Puerto Rico or Haiti or Cuba, but also to Pensacola, Florida or New Orleans or Oklahoma. Flint, Michigan. We're on journeys together, and Christ's call of charity to all that we hear in that prayer that we started with today and how we live it out is the difference we see exemplified this weekend in Matthew's Gospel. The Magi, they, they symbolize our noblest human efforts. They're the wise ones. They look to heaven for answers. They go searching for the truth. They travel across the world in their response to the incarnation of God and they were selfless in their seeking. It is Christ they sought to put at the center of their lives. They represent a stark contrast to the self-centeredness of Herod. This is what we always try to accomplish, to look to heaven for answers, to search for the truth that we find in others that helps us to find the truth in ourselves. What is truly important to us? Are we keeping Christ at the center of our lives? We see how people who are poor seem to be so much more successful at staying Christ-centered. I certainly have seen that time and again, scores of times, in places like Haiti and Cuba. Paul speaks of the stewardship of God's grace. Each of us is called to be just that, a steward, a caretaker of the gift of God's love and the light poured out in Christ. We are called to be that, not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of others. May we continue to come to Christ to find hope, light, and peace in our lives. And may we be stewards of that grace for the benefit of others. Well, that wraps it up for today. And today, I'm leaving on 
uh, I'm, I'm leaving for my retreat, my annual retreat. I'm going to be in St. Meinrad. I'm disconnecting from all this stuff for a week. And I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to post a story next or a, a reflection next week on my podcast. And I just don't know yet, but you can watch my uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'm also seriously thinking about getting off Twitter. Uh, I, I'm going to pray about that this week. But certainly, please pray for me as I enter into a quiet time for a whole week. And then I have a wedding in Indianapolis next weekend. I'm very excited about Chandler and David. Uh, Chandler, the Purdue people will uh, know, certainly. I've known her since she was a child. She's a daughter of Trenton Julie Smith. And she's marrying a wonderful young man, David Leatherman. Not Letterman, Letherman. So pray for them, too, as they prepare for their marriage. But please pray for me, and I will be praying for you as well. God bless you. And forward this on. If you know, I never ask about this. I'm getting, at, you know, when I'm at SEEK, I'm seeing all of these various exhibitors. I was an exhibitor this week for the Aquinas Institute and for the Center for Community Engagement and Evangelization. And they're telling us all these things that we need to do if we have, if we have podcasts, you know, and ask people to forward these things on so you could get your message out there. I'm not concerned about those things. I'm just concerned about other people finding their way to Jesus Christ and putting him at the center of their lives. So whatever we can all do to help others to accomplish that, we're called to do that. God bless you. See you next time.